Welcome to Business Line Podcast. Social selling is not new to India. Many businesses traditionally were built by leveraging personal relationships and networks to drive growth. This concept, replicated digitally, is called social commerce. The 5G-enabled smartphone penetration has given buying and selling on social media platforms the right impetus. In this episode of Digital Gadfly, a monthly podcast series on all things digital marketing, host Shubho Sengupta speaks to Monica Jasuja, a global fintech leader. She has held leadership roles at PayPal and Mastercard and many others. Currently, she's at GoTo Financial, Indonesia's largest tech ecosystem covering mobility, logistics, e-commerce and fintech. Here they discuss the power of social commerce how open network e-commerce platforms are going to benefit small business owners and what marketers can do to help online businesses sell effectively. Thank you for tuning in. Over to you, Shubo. Monica, welcome to Digital Gadfly. Uh, we are very happy, very privileged to have you with us. Monica, traditionally, you know, the big e-commerce platforms have done the brunt of the heavy lifting as far as, you know, you know, the internet e-commerce is concerned. But now what's happening is, you know, a lot of uh, smaller players, notably in the area of uh, social commerce, you know, fueled by, you know, they have the platforms, of course, and these are, a lot of them are resellers. They have the platforms and there's also a WhatsApp connect, a very major WhatsApp connect. So they are kind of driving um, perhaps the next 100 million or so. And a lot of it is in tier two, tier three cities. A lot of it is uh, women. I was reading somewhere, Misho has 80% of Misho resellers are women. Okay. So what do you make of this uh, changing scenario? What do you think is happening? So what's really happening in India is that uh, I, uh, at the back of what is the jam trinity, which has actually taken years to establish and now has taken off, especially post demonetization and post COVID, we now have a scenario where because telco is readily available, smartphones have penetration has increased in India and now users do have a bank account as well. What this has really strengthened is the ability to both be able to buy and sell. And I say this because traditionally India businesses have already have always existed at the premise and the back of social selling. And I call this in terms of our own panchayat or in terms of our own community based services that used to exist. So even back home, when you did not have internet always had a group of women actually setting up a community together and doing selling of items that they were able to pull in so we've always had this however what has now happened that because the digital economy has completely taken off with the digital infrastructure being in place and backed by a universal identity which is then therefore linked to your bank account, which is also linked to an infrastructure like UPI being able to offer a pay, uh, a service and being able to get paid for it has become simpler than ever now to draw some context whatsapp has the largest number of users um, globally in india so what that really means is that everybody is already connected to each other through a social medium and uses that now imagine being able to exchange photos and being able to sell your wares and now you also have the ability backed by upi to be able to send money to each other i think what has happened is that the transformation has truly happened from translating the physical experience into the online experience which has now happened at the back of say whatsapp related selling and now is being replicated 
and it will get replicated across multiple platforms because of a national infrastructure which is ondc be made available so sellers and buyers will now have a common mean and a common platform to be able to connect with each other basis whatever they are interested in both buying and selling so i think that particular transformation which was expected in india has suddenly taken off and uh, there are a lot of platforms especially built on social which are going to be able to offer commerce as an enabler not just for the platforms to make money but also for consumers and businesses all across the world to be able to get connected to each other via a network and i think that is going to be the strong network effect of these social platforms which have millions of users and then those millions of users becoming both consumers as well as producers just like in um, the digital uh, 3.0 world which is going to possibly also happen yes you are absolutely right i mean you were saying a little earlier that uh, this selling you know by women have all, all has already existed i mean even pre tupperware you know if you look at ledger paper or even earlier this thing has already always been around and uh, women seem to be i mean if we can talk about psychographics a little bit women are better sellers of a particular category uh, than men i guess what do you think that's absolutely right and i think women also tend to inspire other women with the trust and um, also uh, with the risk of selling being alleviated because there's a certain trust element to categories such as food such as clothes such as um, uh, children wear such as even um, tuition for example which has existed forever and uh, i think it goes with in terms of digital being available somehow gets alleviated when it comes to matters of the family when it comes to matters of health and when it comes to matters which are related to uh, being able to keep the family afloat whether it is in terms of a second income or it is in terms of being able to provide better education to children to the and being able to generally have a, a much better quality of life for the family i think women tend to inspire that trust and which is why the tupperware revolution was extremely important also in the pre uh, in uh, pre uh, demon days we also had women who were home chefs who were actually supplying to uh, colonies and being able to monetize on their cooking skills again it was something that uh, the digital world tried to replicate with cloud kitchens and being able to have home aggregated uh, like you know aggregation of home chefs but that itself shows that this has existed since forever sometimes technology does offer a solution and sometimes technology over complicates um, uh, a real life situation but uh, you know it really depends on what is going to work and how consumers are going to take uh, take uh, this off before we conclude on whether this is going to be an experiment which works or it fails now the other thing is ondc do you think yes. it can really i mean we, we know why ondc at least why you know what what is the mainstream narrative which is you know the big e-commerce giants with card snap deal amazon of course the the fees are too high that's the constant refrain and ondc is going to charge a fraction of what is you know usually paid and also there won't be any you know sort of cartel of the big spenders you know it's not that you're a global you know multinational fmcg so you get more priority you pay more so you get more priority it will be an even playing field do you think that's really going to happen what is your uh, forecasting of this ondc platform So, Shubhu, the expert seems to suggest that the UPI moment for e-commerce is here with ONDC providing um, the rails for e-commerce to take off. I would actually say that India is at the cusp of a revolution of both e-commerce and physical commerce needing to be disrupted, and the reason I say this is because. 
e-commerce in its current avatar, which is really about um, being able to provide logistical um, uh, excellence uh, for deliveries that can uh, happen all across like 95 or 96 percent of pin codes in India is probably only solving part of the problem. We need India is so large and it's so diverse that we need consumers and sellers all across to feel connected with each other, but also not have to pay a heavy price because India in its um, in and how it's existed has always been a state of uh, unions and unions of a lot of cultures coming together. So somehow I feel that ONDC is going to solve, first of all, metaphorically, the problem of connecting people um, in a value-based chain, um, but at um, a national level uh, and therefore at national prices, which does not cost a huge arm and a leg. And for the ability for this democratization to happen, what has happened then is that anybody who builds innovative use cases on top, whether it is a social media platform or it is a commerce platform, they will be able to offer differentiated services which can come at a cost. But this basically makes the ability or provides the ability for both hyper-local as well as other kinds of commerce being available to anyone who is a small merchant, to anyone as large a merchant, and being able to basically bring all the status of people, consumers, merchants, and businesses together. So I think in that sense, it's um, going to be extremely revolutionary. However, it's going to have its own time for takeoff. Uh, I think in India, because we are, uh, infrastructure is good, we expect things to take off like just like UPI did. But one has to be a little bit more patient with e-commerce in general. Um, and because the trust element of uh, physical commerce has to be replicated, and then there has to be a lot of innovation, which needs to come through also pricing as well as product offering. That still needs to be thought through, is my thinking. Oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. Where do you think uh, WhatsApp fits in? WhatsApp or other uh, IM, uh, you know, chat uh, platforms. There are several, including WhatsApp. Do you think they will always be somewhere, you know, lurking around? Or do you think they will be independent of WhatsApp? I mean, for example, take Misho. Meta owns Misho, yes. Meta owns Facebook. So there's a very neat connect. Also Reliance. You know, you and I were having a chat the other day. You know, Geo and yes. uh, Meta, etc. So... Do you think a you know cartel kind of thing could form, or do you think it's going to be open and transparent and fair play kind of thing, or what? So, if we've seen any um, precedent of this, it would be with UPI, where the three top players are the ones who control about eighty, about actually in this case ninety five percent, ninety percent of the market. So, I would say that that would probably also replicate itself unless the players start you know uh, start taking off in the uh, at the same pace that is expected to be able to offer the use cases that we anticipate i personally feel that the social media uh, platforms specifically the ones that have taken off after the chinese um, uh, apps ban are definitely def a better poised because they already have the millions or hundreds of thousands of consumers who are generally used to interacting with each other. So social commerce is not about just sell me selling off to somebody else. It's also about the entire content and influencer piece, if which you add as a layer. It's about people being able to create content, being able to influence their wares uh, uh, about either their own um, you know specific skill areas, including music, for example. Or, um, uh, or any other such kind of skill that can be sold on a social media platform or even a song which can now be monetized and therefore this selling that will offer that can be done is best suited for a social media platform when we talk about goods then Misho is best place but one must uh, go back about a couple of years when um, Reliance uh, was invested uh, in by Meta uh, the Facebook and Reliance uh, kind of um, uh, marriage came around and so was Meta uh, investing yeah. in Misho. 
I think mm-hmm. Meta has been at the forefront of everything social commerce, at least in non-China. And if I look at them, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Facebook Messenger, or even if it's Facebook in terms of groups, which are highly successful, I think the model of and the framework of social selling exists. Except that it in certain countries like Indonesia, for example, it has certainly taken off where there are shops which people set up and they are extremely successful. Versus in places like India, there are too many options and opportunities for both consumers and merchants. So we don't really see that that cartel come around. But I'm really interested in seeing what will happen because Facebook has its uh, uh, has its fingers in both pies, which is Reliance on one side and Misha on the other. You you just mentioned content a few a minute back, and that's very interesting. Uh, you know, because my background, you know, my old old background is yes. content. You know, and uh, I'm wondering what will be the role of content in selling. I mean, we all know that video is very critical, but what kind of video and Who's going to make these videos? These tier three, tier 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 four uh, women. Uh, what kind of videos are they going to make? And how will it help them sell? If you can give a uh, you know overview, please. So um, I uh, will take the example of China, where there are social media influencers, and I know that this is not directly applicable to India, but just for some context, in China there are social media influencers who actually open up sales for large brands, and uh, they actually are the major reason for sales rather than you know having appointed like major um, key online influencers, etc. So the micro influencers have a lot of first of all reach and second trust. Uh, that uh, that normally relate uh, common people find very relatable. So if I were to look at the Indian context, if you look at YouTube and YouTube's um, uh, recent, um, I think there was a report that they published earlier this year where they talked about how content in India has been growing, and this is video content. People from across villages, because now they have hand um, their hands on a smartphone device, which has become really cheap. They have been producing content. Now imagine having the ability to produce content that can be monetized, where you can sell what you are producing. So imagine a person who is selling or creating Madhubani paintings. He or she can actually put those online because they can actually show the process of being able to create a work of art and then being able to attract sellers. Ah, uh, sorry, buyers from across the world, or even sellers who are aggregators, or even global. Uh, audiences to actually create and see the process of what it takes to create, and therefore be able to sell. Now, imagine this would never be possible five or ten years ago, where first the internet would not not have reached you. Second, it would have been extremely difficult for you to produce the content to sell this kind of digital ware, and then third, be able to have a connection with both the payments layer as well as the uh, uh, digital identity layer to be able to prove who you are, so that you can sell this ware. Now I find this extremely fascinating because India has so many creators, and they've been doing. And again, if you do a quick search, you will find that most of India, which who is now creating, is not our typical tier one city crowd, but it's actually tier three and beyond, and they are making decent income. So I'm really fascinated by this entire concept of when they start selling what they are doing and what they are really skilled at. For example, creating a medicine for uh, for their crops, which is completely organic. I remember this creator from Bihar. Who actually creates wealth out of uh, plastic bottles, and he shows entire interior designing and exterior designing with plastic bottles and and waste material. Imagine him or her being able to sell this to uh, audiences across the world. Uh, I, I I think the possibilities are endless, and all of this can be enabled because not just by UNDC, by the way, it's it's. It would be fi- highly limiting, but by payments being enabled on these platforms, by people be knowing that there is a way for them to sell 
and a way for them to get paid i think that's it monica i mean you've covered so much ground and you know obviously your deep experience has you know uh, gives you a huge advantage over commonplace narratives about what's going to happen thank you so much and uh, look forward to catching up with you again soon absolutely thank you shubho for inviting me and and thank you to uh, for listening thank you thank you If you like what you heard share the link check out our site the hindubusinessline.com and watch our videos on youtube.com/thehindubusinessline that is youtube.com/thehindubusinessline thank you for tuning in you'll hear more from us next time